Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning. It's 830 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. Our economic indicators are brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network. When it's time to change the conversation, talk to a broker-dealer, RIA, that's ready to listen. Call 866-462-3638 or visit Commonwealth.com to learn more. Actually, our economic indicators would be brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network if there were any indicators today. But it's one of those quiet days where there's nothing on But then the, it gets busy calendar. before Wednesday. Do not touch that dial. Tomorrow morning, uh, what uh, Jim Vogel at FTN says is the most <clears throat> important indicator of what's going on in the economy until we get to later in March. Uh, retail sales. Yeah. Uh, the, the forecast is for a uh, one-tenth drop in the headline. Nobody's going to pay attention to that because it's gas <clears throat> prices. But the retail sales control group up 0.2%. If that happens, he says we could go over 2%. On the 10-year note yield. The CPI, the day of the Fed meeting, do you suggest on the Tuesday-Wednesday meeting they know that data when they walk in the door Tuesday morning at the Eccles building? Well, they'll know it at 8.30. They won't know it in advance. But They, they won't know. They won't, the governors they, and presidents won't know no. it in advance. Um, but 8.30, 8.30 in the morning, that mm. they will they will know it, and so they'll know it before they make a decision. Okay. Uh, Alan Zentner uh, with Morgan Stanley last year shook uh, big house economics to its foundation by delaying a rate rise. She then retracted on that, came back a little bit, but without call, without question, it was the big house call of the year. She redoes it this morning. The report is out from Morgan Stanley. It is a substantial report. We're going to protect the copyright, call up Ellen to get it. In the shallow end, in Ms. Zentner, uh, basically Morgan Stanley is all alone among the big house when you compare your one rate, rate increase call to the blue chip consensus. I mean, you're awful alone this morning, aren't you? Yeah, but I think I've uh, uh, proven in the past that I don't mind hanging out there by myself uh, if we have a very strong conviction around our call. And I will note that if you look at blue chip uh, consensus, their forecasts uh, for growth, inflation, Fed rate hikes, that's all been coming down over the past several months, and we think that they will eventually come around to our view that the Fed hikes once this year in December, sort of in an eerily, eerie replay of last year where the Fed wants to do more and continues to communicate they'd like to do more, but ultimately are only able to deliver one more rate hike this year. Why do they not go more than once? Well, I tell you, Mike, they're gonna, they're really encouraged by what they're seeing in the domestic economy, as are we. I mean, there's a lot of domestic strength out there coming from consumer muscle and pretty steady uh, contributions to growth from the housing market. Um, but it's those external headwinds. Net trade is going to continue to be a big drag this year. Uh, we've had another leg down in, in drilling counts, which means energy continues to weigh, energy investment weighs on the economy. And we think the Fed's forecast, own forecasts are too lofty, and their expectation that they want to hike rates as of right now, four more times this year, that that's going to change this week. Um, it is just is going to follow those forecasts lower. Um, also underpinning that is 
Janet Yellen has said that if inflation is moving in the wrong direction, it would defer rate hikes. And if we look at the path of core PCE prices this year, they have peaked for the year. And I think this is the most important thing to underscore, and it's something that buried deep in the footnotes of Lael Brainerd's speech last week was also that acknowledgement that core PCE prices that rose to 1.7% in January that's the peak for the year, and they move lower from here. And so it's going to be awfully difficult to convince markets that you should raise rates uh, when inflation is moving in the wrong direction. But if they don't come out with a, a Zentner forecast and they continue to say they're data dependent and the data, as you even concede, uh, match up with their forecasts, don't they lose credibility? Well, so this is how they get around the credibility issue. That was an issue last year where they kept telling markets, we're going to raise rates this year. It's going to happen in June. Okay, it's going to happen this summer. Okay, it's going to happen in the fall. Okay, it's going to happen before the end of the year. Uh, and what they've done is they've, they've, um, uh, called together the, the outliers, the people that kept, uh, the policymakers that kept saying, oh, I think four rate hikes are appropriate this year or three are appropriate this year. Uh, and, and you notice that many of them have stopped, uh, specifically mentioning the number of rate hikes they envision this year, uh, because that, that has led to a lot of confusion for markets and led to some of that credibility issue. The promise that they've made is we will do more if and when we can do more. And based on their forecasts, they're going to show us that they would like to do more. But what we try to uh, anticipate as economists is not what we think they should do or what they would like to do, but what ultimately we think they will be able to do. Well, uh, if that is the case, then what's the uh, – you obviously must be saying there's no inflation danger out there. No, there's not. I mean, the the latest employment data showed that uh, wage growth uh, has been on a very slow bleed upward, and there's no indication that it's not going to continue along that path. Uh, we do have tight labor markets in certain areas of the economy, but they're in the very low-wage paying sectors where when you get tight labor markets there with wage pressures, it's just the wage bill just is not enough to move the needle in, a, in the aggregate in a bigger way. So they're not yeah. going to be pressured by the labor markets. Stan Fisher uh, just uh, uh, last, uh, a few weeks ago reminded us, or last week reminded us, that the Phillips curve is horizontal. So it's not the the tighter uh, low unemployment right, rate right. is not putting up more pressure on wages, yeah. and if you look at core inflation this year, it's going to be moving in the wrong direction. So there's really no right. compelling reason for them to do more. Let's come back and dig into the American economy with Ellen Zentner of Morgan Stanley again to remind. Four, she moves from three to two to one rate rise uh, this year with some stunning work uh, within her larger research piece for Morgan Stanley. Futures negative five, Dow futures negative thirty. The yield one point nine. Time now to check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Five states holding Republican primaries tomorrow have enough delegates up for grabs to equal more than a quarter of the 1,237 necessary for nomination. That's enough to have the potential to give frontrunner Donald Trump almost an insurmountable lead. But his rivals are fighting. Ohio Governor John Kasich is pushing hard in his home state. It is the same for Florida Senator Marco Rubio, who needs a home state win to keep going. We have a leading contender for president telling people in his audience, go ahead and punch someone in the face, I'll pay your legal bills. 
That's not an excuse of attitude because let me tell you, that is wrong if our kids did it. That is disastrous if a president does it. Two journalists face up to eight years in prison if convicted in the Vatican's controversial trial over leaks of confidential documents. The journalists are accused of putting pressure on Vatican Monsignor to obtain the document, which revealed waste, mismanagement, and greed in the church hierarchy. The Monsignor and two other people affiliated with the Papal Reform Commission are also on trial. Media rights groups have denounced the prosecution of the journalists. Turkey's state-run news agency says the military has carried out airstrikes against Kurdish rebels in northern Iraq. It comes hours after yesterday's deadly car bombing in Ankara that killed at least 37 people. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Mike Lubar. Mike, Tom. Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Ray Katina Auto Group Bloomberg NBC Sports Update with Rob Bushman. Good morning, Mike and Tom. A half dozen local teams are dancing as the NC2A unveiled their annual tournament field of 68 on Sunday. Big East tourney winners Seton Hall will have their hands full with Gonzaga, making their 18th consecutive trip to the big dance. That's a 6-versus-11 matchup. Fairleigh Dickinson, Iona, Stony Brook, Buffalo, and Syracuse round out the New York and New Jersey field. Brooklyn, they play host to first-round matchups this weekend. The Knicks' road trip continues out west where they beat the Lakers 90-87. to Carmelo Anthony, 26 points. He reflects on the final matchup versus Lakers star Kobe Bryant. Very emotional situation just as, as you know, from the standpoint of competing, you know, with one of the greats, uh, a friend, a brother, one last time. You know, the way that this game, you know, played itself out. Bryant is, of course, retiring at the end of the season. Bucks took down the Nets 109-100. It's not often the Rangers play back-to-back and lose both at home. After an overtime loss on Saturday, New York fell 5-3 to at the Garden to the Penguins. Rangers' Dan Girardi felt that attrition didn't play a role. Our first period, we had 19 shots. You know, you know if anything, that's going to be the, the weakest period, you know, coming out from a back-to-back game, and it was our, our strongest tonight. So, yeah, I don't think that was a factor. You know, I just don't. We had some good, good minutes there, good plays, and just couldn't get it done tonight. The Rangers, however, are still in a three-way tie in the East with the Lightning and Panthers. In spring training news, guys, Yankees shut out by the Phillies while the Mets blanked the Miami Marlins. And that is your NBC Bloomberg Sports Update. Mike, Tom? Rob, thanks so much. Ellen Zentner with us, and we will continue with her as she migrates uh, her forecast to a low inflation and a Fed that will do little, not nothing but do little. Her colleague in crime, Adam Parker, brings down his equity growth view. He eliminates his positive tactical stance. We add to cash, U.S. Treasuries, and JGBs. Adam Parker minces no words about it. Zentner and Parker adjust. More with Ellen Zentner. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. The sports report was brought to you by Ray Katina Auto Group. Let Ray Katina show you the way to affordable luxury driving. Visit any one of their 16 beautiful showrooms in New York or New Jersey. Call 1-800-N-E-W-A-U-T-O or go to RayKatina.com for special offers.